is upon us. It's time to dig in, to stand our ground, and watch for the next attack. You're in the Fox with Jason Mark. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Foxhole. I'm your host, Jason Barker. This is where we dig in, stand our ground, and watch for the enemy's next move. Today with us, we have Chris Graves. Uh, Chris is a researcher, a renowned researcher, research for Donald Jeffries. We all know him. Also has a podcast over on the Ocelli Network and, and digging Chris Graves with uh, on Twitter. So, uh, Chris, tell us about yourself. How dare you? <laughs> well, Greta, no, no, <laughs> I don't know what to make of that girl. Uh, no, I just uh, research things that don't seem to add up. You know, uh, one might say conspiracy oriented things uh, interest me quite a bit. And uh, I try to get down to the nitty gritty. But a lot, a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, with a lot of these, it's it's actually hard to come to a uh, final conclusion because things are so uh messed up a lot of the time and usually by design and uh yeah i mean there's just you know crime and corruption in general um i don't really go too far into like aliens and things like that i mean that does interest me like ufos and things but even with that i think it's more of a man-made thing than anything um i'm just i'm honored to that you'd have me on on your show Thank oh, you. of course, always. And I'm, I'm always happy to come on your show as well, Chris. Uh, and, and you said something that was interesting. You said by design. Yeah. And uh, that's interesting because the topic of today's show and stepping back from that a bit, I want to talk a little bit about what the theme of this show is going to be, because we do Nights of the Storm. I come on your show and, you know, other shows and stuff. Uh, people might ask, why are, are am I doing a separate show and Angry Tigers doing a separate show? Well, Nights of the Storm is kind of an over encompassing thing. Right. Um, yeah. This show is going to be talking about the global elites plan. It is a war. It is a war. And it's by design. As you said, this stuff yeah. is by design, all of these things. And that's why I'm happy to have you on, because you have to connect the dots and you have to look in a big picture. And if anyone's interested, let me pull this up real quick. Um, let me find it. Get this out of here. All right. I've got a sub stack. And if anyone wants to go to the Substack, look up the Foxhole, look up Jason Barker. And if you read this War on Humanity right here, um, this will give you an idea of the theme of the show. And what it is, is there is a no doubt conspiracy, not a theory. It, they're out there in the public talking about it now with Agenda 2030, uh, the green agenda, you know, the trans stuff, everything. There is an agenda to get the world that they want. And it is an asymmetric war. And what I'm going to do is as we go forward with these, these shows, we're going to break it down into each little octopus tentacle uh, that the, cause that's how an asymmetrical war works. If you read the article, you'll see it's, it's broken down real simple. Uh, what you do is if you have a small group that wants to take a large group, you attack from multiple fronts and you get those people to group off. You, group them up. They fight with each other. They're one issue voters. They're so focused on that, that you just walk right in the front gates, you know, and you take control. And so today's topic, we're going to be talking about um, the youth, the attack on the youth, because that's the most near and dear important thing to me. And where Chris comes uh, into play is that Chris is privy to what's going on in Hollywood and things like that. And that's a big part of it. 
right? So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, I guess we should start with a couple of quotes. All right. So I did a little digging with Chris Graves, right? <laughs> so there's a couple quotes from history where we've seen some really bad stuff take place and they come from Lenin. Uh, first quote, give me one generation of youth and I'll transform the whole world. Another one, give us the child for eight years and it will be a Bolshevik forever. Another one, give me four years to teach the children and the seeds I have sown will never be uprooted. Now we've seen this, we've seen this in our education system and that's what I'm gonna kind of touch on. We're gonna to get to the Hollywood stuff later, but I wanna to get to the education system first because I believe that's where this really started. Actually, it goes a little before that, like how did we get people to push their children into that? David talks about this all the time, get your kids out of the schools. Um, but Donald Jeffries, even too, with his book, Bullyocracy, goes into the okay. social, social engineering of, of the school system as well. Right. And, and that is one tentacle of the overall theme that they want to shape the world, not to better me and you, but to better them and their families. And in fact, I'll show that they want to get rid of us uh, and not completely, you know, as they move in the robots. And that's going to be a whole nother episode, <laughs> whole nother episode right there. But yeah. they need people reduced and they're, they're convincing us through our children gaslighting each other, gaslighting their own parents, convincing us that we need to downsize the population. And, and they really buy into this because these are people that they trust and they love, you know, their teachers and things like that, right? Their baseball yeah. coaches and stuff. You have um, firefighters, policemen, authority figures. Yeah, they're turning yeah. everyone against each other. Absolutely. And we've all seen this. It, it, I think the only thing that's really shed light on it is uh, for the average person that's not into like what you're into researching and what I'm into researching is this whole COVID lockdown, I think was a, it was a double barrel shotgun that had the barrel plugged and it blew up in their face because yeah. the parents got to see what was going on for a change, you know? And, yeah. and I don't think it was designed to happen that way. I think it was designed, um, you know, to gaslight the kids, but they, what they also did was they sent the parents home at the same time and they had nothing better to do. So right. now they're peeking in yeah. and it's quite shocking. You know, I mean, you've seen it on the news. Do you have anything to add to that? Like what you've noticed? Well, besides the fact that the parents and the children have been locked, locked into their homes uh, for so long in the beginning there, uh, that, that caused a spike with the domestic violence and, uh, uh, violence towards children in general, just because everyone, the tension is so high that even if the parents are not, um, they don't mean to be abusive. It just tempers flare, you know what I mean? And if you feel like you're not going to have a job tomorrow, you know, during the lockdown, the tension goes whew, way up and oh, yeah. it can turn anyone into a monster. So besides that, I think what you said was one of the only decent, like good things about the lockdown was that the parents got to see like the, uh, the zoom meetings, like with the school, mm -hmm. you know, things like that, that they wouldn't be privy to, you know, right. otherwise. Right. Right. And I mean, I think it just opened up the eyes of the parents that their children are being used for uh, an agenda. They don't, I don't think that they understand what the, the overall agenda is. And that's what we're going to break down in this yeah. multiple episodes that we do. Um, th there is a greater agenda and it's evil. It's pure evil. Yeah. Um, the people doing it are doing it for their own, their own 
ends, you know, the means to their, their own end. selfishness. Yeah. Some people will do it for money. Some people do it for power, position of authority. Um, some people do it for control. But ultimately, I think when you get to the top of that pyramid, I think that Satan is there at the top. I think that. Yeah, I think in the end, uh, it doesn't matter about money or power. I think yeah. at the very at the very end, it's about uh, it's about some kind of uh, <laughs> not to get too cultish, but it's some kind of blood sacrifice where people just. Oh, we're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. That. But it sounds like science fiction when I say it out loud, right? But it's it's it, really not. It does, and I think I think what's really happened in the last I don't know four three four years is that you know most most people were what you call lukewarm Christians, you know, uh, in, in the U.S. You know, I know there's different religions. Uh, you know, right. you could think of that how you will, whether it's the same God or not. But I'm just talking about you know we're basically a Christian faith, nation. faith in general, yeah, right. But there, everyone was lukewarm. You know, you had your your really cultish people that were into Satan worship and stuff like that, really hardcore. Uh, one side, then you had your real, um, you know, religious folks that were hardcore the other side. But the, the 90% of us fell at somewhere in the middle yeah. where we were kind of like, yeah, we believe in God, but we're not really living right. And, you know, I'm a good person. Um, but Maybe now you go to church once a week, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. 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 You go observe mass on Christmas or whatever. You know, you do the Ash Wednesday thing. Is it Wednesday or Tuesday? On, on Wednesday. Friday? Wednesday, okay. yep. but i mean everyone has their their things that they do but now uh they, they basically thought the world was separate from you know the good versus evil thing All right but i that's think that comes down to it that's what it is good versus evil it, it is and i think it's becoming quite clear now so yep. the the upside to the the whole covid debacle and uh and the people you know taking the masks off with the 2030 agenda they're like really stepping it up now and people are starting to take notice uh, I think it's it's going to filter people to one side or the other. There is no middle of the road anymore. There really is. Um, all right, going back to you know the youth, you know how they started this. So um, we had what the Hitler Youth, nineteen twenty two to nineteen forty five. Yep. Right. Uh, look at what they were trying to push. Okay, and and I'm trying to relate this to what our youth is getting uh, done to us today. And if you think it's not happening, I'm going to show you it is. It, it's been happening. But it's hard for me to accept, but uh, I've seen too much now. To yeah, yeah, you can't unsee it once you yeah. see it. Uh, but yeah, they, the Hitler Youth was uh, 19. It started early 1922, but then uh, I think it got uh, banned or whatever around 1945. But they were a paramilitary boys club for boys that were 14 to 18 years old. Yep. And they fed them full of propaganda. Again, going back to, you know, give me one generation of youth. Give me them for eight years. You know, I'm going to change the world with that. And of course, they choose the young men because that's back then that was the fighting. You know, now we have uh, women in the military, but right. back then it was primarily men. And then we had the Obama Youth Brigade. That you actually you know about here. that, right? Oh yeah, let me show it real quick. Here you go, Obama Youth Brigade. This happened in the U.S. And, you know, they people who didn't were, a lot of people don't even know about that. Oh, no, it, it was a real thing. And yeah. um, and, and I get it. It seemed kind of innocent because they're like, I I pledged to Obama because I'm going to be the next auto worker. I'm the next lawyer. You know, it was kind of trying to empower, you know, the minority minorities that have been taught their whole life that they're never going to be anything. So it, I can understand how they get drawn into it. 
The thing is, you're pledging your allegiance and giving your thanks to Obama. Yeah. Obama is not Jesus Christ. Okay, that's not where your answer lies. No. So it's just a way to, to suck people into it. Okay, then then we had what? Uh, what do we have more recently? Let's see. Oh, no, this is another Obama one. Here we go. <laughs> That's, can you not see that this is like a religious yeah. worship? Uh, and yeah. children are getting sucked into it. Yeah, and that's uh, some dangerous stuff. Yeah. People, and, too many people didn't didn't uh, know about that when it was happening. I, you know, I didn't. I didn't for years later when I, when I heard I it. That was by design. <laughs> yeah, well, well, and that's what I was going to talk about. You know, uh, children... The reason they want to use the children, children are impressionable. Yep. Okay. You, they aim to please the parents, the mom and the dad. They aim to please the teacher. They want to get the gold star. They want to get the smiley face. You know, they want to get the hundred percent on their spelling test. Yep. And, you know, when you start telling them that they need to do things or think in a certain way to please, especially when they've been taken out of the home. So yep. they're starved for that you know, they want to please their mom and dad, you know, so they've used the schools to do this. Yeah. And like you said, it's by design. And we could take this back to Bill Ayers, which was a mentor. Okay. Obama. Yep. So do what do you know about Bill Ayers? I got some notes on him, but you tell me what you know about him. Cause I know you know who he is. Yeah. I believe he has uh, ties to uh, Farrakhan. If, uh, if I remember correctly. Do you have that in your notes? Just uh, uh, no, I don't. I I just know he was the leader of the Weather Underground, yeah. And they were basically, and it sounded good. It was a good, a good catchphrase, I guess, to get people to join. Um, they wanted to overthrow American imperialism, yeah. which I can agree with that. I think that you know, I'm military. And by the way, you didn't ask me about my crazy uniform today. No, I saw the uniform. I, I thought that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, there's a reason behind it. I did it for Gardner Goldsmith. Matter of fact, I'll talk about it real quick. Yeah, right? yeah, please. So Gardner wore his uh, red shirt today on his show, which yeah. is kind of a thing me and him go back and forth. And on the Nights of the Storm uh, last week, I wore the uh, this little oh, yeah, Star yeah, Trek yeah. badge I made. I, I literally, in the middle of the night, went out and made that before the the show. For those who don't know, uh, Gard used to write for uh, various Star Trek shows in the 90s, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was uh, the Voyager. So I think I think season three of Voyager was what yeah. he wrote for. But anyway, this is um, a costume I built. It's actually a real uniform. It's a real uniform that I... I thought wear. it was a real one. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought it from an actual uniform place, and this is a real vest, you know, that carry pouches and stuff. You look pretty uh, snappy. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Stargate fan. The, that's right okay yeah so uh who was uh kurt russell was in the first movie i enjoyed yep. watching that i hadn't seen my father for years and i went to go hang out with him for a weekend and that was a movie he put on on hbo or whatever oh. and we had a great time watching it we watched yeah. it like a couple times yeah. and then when the series came out i was overseas i didn't have um any kind of like american tv because it was mostly japanese um so they one of the ladies, the DVDs. Uh, they sent you the DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Lady I worked with, they were big fans, and they didn't even know they had a TV series, but they were already into like season four or something. So <laughs> she was giving me the box sets, and I was 
you know, coming home and watching them. And so I became a huge fan of the, it was Richard Dean Anderson, you know, MacGyver. Yeah. MacGyver, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, you know, my wife is like, why don't you dress up for Halloween? I was like, I don't know what to dress up as, you know, I'm not into that pagan stuff, whatever. <laughs> I know it's fun. You get candy. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought it was pagan, but I did. Well, I mean, it, it made me, me, I don't know. My, my grandma didn't like it. We always observed the Halloween and ran around and got the candy. Yeah. But anyway, I said, you know, I will. So I got online and I ordered, I went to a uniform place and ordered this, uh, got this, I matched it as close as I could with the hat and the vest. And then I even got these patches made, you know, <laughs> right there. SQ1. Well, for, the, for for those not familiar, what is well, basically what's the elevator pitch for Stargate? Like, what was it about? I know what it's about, but oh, so uh, they they so it's based on uh, aliens use the pyramids in Giza as landing pads, and they seeded the Earth to be there. Uh, but it's or, like a but the Stargate itself is like a uh, a portal to the other yeah, side. Yeah, it's a way for them to travel from planet to planet. Yeah. You know, and then uh, in the movie we discover it, we figure out how to work it, and then we wind up going to another uh planet. Yeah. And, and apparently in our history in in the in the movie and uh, in the series, in our history we overthrew them and so they they buried the Stargate and they left in their spaceship. Right. And so, or they are science fiction. Yeah. But, but then when they discover this Stargate and they figure out how to make it work and they walk through it and they go to this other planet where they still have slave labor, you know, and there's two classes. It's almost like another Egypt, right? But, uh, right. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. And then, and then, you know, they end up, uh, you know, the the people are out there mining, the aliens aren't there, but the people are so, brainwashed and this kind of actually ties into what we're talking about i guess right, right. but they're just kind of in autonomous mode yeah uh, mining this mi- mineral that they need for their spaceships or whatever and then right. as the the earthlings are there kurt russell and his crew are there the alien returns right and they wind up you know killing the alien with a nuke or whatever <laughs> right yeah right. they they beamed up a nuke to the to the thing but anyway the 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 series continues on where they go out and they go on these shenanigans and you know all these different adventures <laughs> it's yeah. it's fun stuff it's good, it's good. Yeah. and and i'm telling you what there is a lot of predictive programming in that in the sg1 thing um a lot of predictive programming with uh, nanotechnology with retroviruses with all kinds of stuff like if you ever watch it uh i think it's around 10 or 12 seasons it's a lot to watch yeah. really good really good show Seems kind of dated I now. The, I saw the movie at the movie theater with Kurt Russell. It was like '94. I I missed the the TV show just not because I didn't want to watch it. I just missed it. Too many years went by. Oh, I, we don't have cable anymore. I got rid of the cable, so I have them all on my. I have a streaming server on my computer, so I can put yeah. it to any TV in the house. Wow. And uh, once in a while, I go through and just watch them all. You know, I'll skip past the ones that were kind of fluff episodes. Yeah. And and guard will tell you what that means. You know, fluff. <laughs> yeah, filler. Filler, yeah, episodes. filler episodes, uh, but there's a lot of good stuff and a lot of predictive programming. A lot of stuff they're talking about today was was done on that. You know, I don't know if if that's because Hollywood's in on the gig. And they well, kind they of have. have and well, I'll get to it later on, but just a little yeah, bit. yeah, we'll, we'll they, get have, to it. they have a Hollywood uh, CIA liaison to Hollywood. So yes, yes, they do, and they actually they kind of throw it in your face on that one because yeah. in one of the episodes. Uh, there's a guy who's actually an alien and he got his brain erased. 
right? <laughs> right. And then so he winds up, but he's he's supposed to take this medication to keep it erased. Uh, and he right. thinks it's just regular medication for whatever, but he he quits taking it or he forgets to take it and he starts to remember some of the stuff. So he's writing these episodes. He's working for a TV show, writing <laughs> episodes of what's really going on on the TV show, right? Right. <laughs> so, and then they bring in uh, Richard Dean Anderson, which is Jack O'Neill, Colonel Jack O'Neill. Yeah. He goes there to be an advisor for the show to kind of keep tabs on what's going on. Wow. And it's kind of like that is maybe what's happening. You know, like it's, yeah. it's really crazy because. According to the X-Files guys, they said that the CIA would be sitting in on the writer's room meetings and stuff and giving out yeah. plot points. And, and I'll tell you this, uh, of all the TV shows or movies I've ever watched, uh, when it comes to uniform, like how they put their uniforms together, how they wear their, yeah. their ribbons and things like that, it is correct. Spot like, on. They they wear their like you'll see movies where they got their hat up like this and stuff, you know. Right. Like, no, you wear it parallel to the marching surface. And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything they did in that was actually spot on. Very there's an spot. there's an order to everything. Yeah, they obviously had an actual military liaison that, that came in and, and helped yeah. them to make sure that. The continuity is good, and uh, usually they get fine. They get final say on the script too. The military, if they yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And of course, uh, I think David's pointed this out. They in some of the things they have jets, they have Humvees, helicopters, and in order to get access to that, they'll let them give it. Yeah, they'll give it to yeah. them as long as they uh, they get script approval at the end. Yeah. yeah, you can go a little bit, but not too far. And, too and just far. FYI, I got to work in Cheyenne Mountain for about eight months. Wow. And that's where the movie's based out of the yeah. Stargate in Cheyenne Mountain. Just spoiler alert: there is no Stargate. There's no Stargate in there. <laughs> Just but like it was a cafeteria. <laughs> it, it was a bucket list item of mine that I thought yeah. there's no way I'll ever do this, but I just wound up getting stationed there. Wow. And then uh, something came up where they asked us to go help out in the mountain, and I got to yeah. see the entire thing. I worked for the security manager, and wow. he took me on like the no holes barred, see everything tour. Other than like restricted areas, just kind of the common. Other area. than the Stargate itself, I understand. Yeah, I didn't get to see the Stargate, <laughs> but it, it is a. Uh, all all I can say is it's um uh, for the day and age in which they made that place. It is an engineering because I'm an engineer, right? Yeah. It's an engineering marvel for the technology we had in the days. They really did a great job, and uh, it's a cool place to go hang out. And and I think I think they're going to open it up uh, for tours at some point in the future because they were building. When I stopped working there, they were building kind of like the little metal detector area you go through. Yeah. So it's possible that if somebody wanted to go see it, um, yeah, it's it's pretty neat place. I thought, they, I thought they would keep that top secret like forever. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not going to know what they're doing in there. You're just going right. to see the, the the structure. You know, that's you it. Know, it's good that the public gets would get a chance to see some something. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's no different than like the bunker under the White House that supposedly exists, and you know, it's just a place right. for continuity of government basically yeah you know um but anyway we're getting way off track right. <laughs> so where did we leave off man we're talking about bill Ayers, right so bill Ayers with the weather underground right and he was a a, a big uh mentor for obama right yeah yep and uh but he went from so he was trying to fight this american imperialism which like i said i that, that sounds great because i think we should be on the defense side that's where we got off on a rabbit hole um, you know, I really think we should be defending the homeland. I don't necessarily have my personal opinion. And, you know, like I said, I, I love the military. I think it's a great organization. I don't necessarily have to agree with what we do. I just you know, right. follow my orders and they, they know more than I do. Maybe there's a good reason we're doing this. 
but I just don't see why we need to be out all over the world spreading like like the Romans did or like uh, yeah. you know England did. Um, Shall I say empire building? Right, and and yeah. but when that when that failed because he was bombing, he was doing it the wrong way. He was bombing public buildings in the seventies and eighties, and it didn't work. I don't know how this guy's not in prison for the rest of his life. But later he figured out if he really wanted to do something to really change America and the world, he got into education. Right. So, and that's where we're coming down to the attack on the children, right? So it's been, it's been in our school system for a long time. Um, and, and even to go back before that, and, and maybe it's around the same time, the, they really, in order to get to your kids, you've got to pull the kids away from their parents. And there were a lot of things, other tentacles of this attack that contributed to that. All right. Let's talk about the nuclear family. You know, back in the day, you had the mom generally stayed at home. Right. The dad went and worked. It only took one income, one income. And you could have two cars and a house and a washing machine and dryer, have four kids. And they had the women's empowerment uh, movement. Oh, you're reading my mind because that's the that that's where it went from there. And, yep. and but it I didn't empower them. It just made it so that now they had to go, go to work, uh, you know, 40 hours a week. And also with all the rising costs of everything, everyday living, yeah. it, made it made it so that barely two parents would be able to afford to raise. A family. And that's, that's what I'm trying to get at with this whole series or this whole show is yeah. that these tentacles, these octopus tentacles are they're separate battlefronts, if you will, on this war. But they work in tandem together. Yeah. So the economic side of the house assisted in pulling the children out of the house because yeah. you, now you need to have two people go to work. You put them in daycare and you hear some of the horror yeah. stories with daycares. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, you're actually you're reading my mind, right? You don't have the talking points at all, but you're reading my mind in order. So they, they destroyed. Uh, using the feminist movement, they destroyed the nuclear family. Yep. Then they used economics to create a two-earner household. And then... Latchkey kids, too. A whole generation. You're, reading, you're reading my paper, man. You're I don't have paper. anything. I just swear. I'm just yes. saying that. That's what makes sense. Latchkey. I, I was, uh, you know, not, not really, really young, but when my mom finally got out of our grandma's house, we yeah. were pretty much latchkey kids. Me and my yeah, they come home, they wouldn't be home, and I'd make myself dinner, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, almost burn the house down sometimes. You know? <laughs> right, right. That's how it goes. Right? Tried not to, but yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, man. So yeah, you get the latchkey kids, and then more and more, it started to get even worse. Um, like when I went to kindergarten, kindergarten was optional. It was basically really? a half a day daycare. Wow. For working moms, like I didn't have to go to kindergarten. Uh, yeah, no, I think I, I think my generation had to. I think we had to. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's the late eighties. Yeah. Oh, well we had preschool too, but that was optional. Cause I think, uh, they had to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think preschool now is, uh, I think it's free. Most is of it? Way, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about daycare. So now it's no, daycare. Well yeah, well, well, yeah, back in the, in the eighties when I, when I went to preschool, like 86, 87. Yeah. I think they had to pay mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, the thing is that they've made it, uh, and you know, my daughter lives with us, right? And yeah. she has, uh, we did have two grandkids here with us. Now the older ones with his dad. Right. Um, and, but he has to stay with his grandparents over there because dad has to go to work. 
you know, and his girlfriend has to go to work. So if they didn't have them, he would be in a police. Have nobody. Yeah. I mean, we're 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 losing the minds of our children because we're handing it over to somebody else yeah. who's in it for the money. Sometimes they're in it for really bad reasons because yeah. they get into areas working with children because they have nefarious yeah, yeah, roles. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and this, uh, you know, and the children, like I said, children are malleable. They want They're to vulnerable. Impress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tell me about when, when you were a kid and you did, did you not want to come home with all A's on your report card to please your mom? You know, like, was that not uh, a, yeah, no, that was a thing. I mean, I mean, I wasn't the best student just because of my attention span, but, uh, I would have loved to have had those kind of marks, but to be honest with you, Jason, I think it goes back to like the seventies and eighties, like with the types of foods that they were giving kids to like the sugary crap, you know, like with the cereals and stuff. I think there's a reason why I was bouncing off the walls and not able to concentrate. I think it was all by design. We're going to get into that. And the foods is going to be another whole episode, but um, bouncing off the walls and things like that. Keep that, keep that in the, Oh yeah. In your brain. Cause we're going to get to that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the kids are taken from the parents because the parents are so preoccupied dealing with the financial stuff Yeah, that they have to do something. And in my situation, my daughter doesn't earn enough money to justify paying for daycare. Right. So, you know, she lost her job anyway. So now she stays at home with my grandson. And if I have anything to say about it, I'll, I'll homeschool because I'll be retired before he gets in school. Matter of fact, my other one, my older grandson, I'm trying to get him back from his dad's to homeschool him because they're going to put him That's in school. Now. Well, I'm worried true. they're going to force the COVID shot on him. And to, up to oh, this yeah. point, they haven't, you know, they've honored what we've requested, which is don't give him the COVID shot. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. I hope they haven't, but they're not supposed to without mom's approval, right? Let's hope they didn't. But I, yeah, hopefully they didn't. I mean, if they did, I'll just pray, I guess, pray for healing. Yeah. But yeah, so we got kids, we got kids, uh, latchkey kids. We got kids that were, you know, they spent maybe three years with their parents and then they're, they're off site to be trained by some stranger, you know, that basically you can't really they, trust. You don't know them. You don't know these people. I wouldn't be able to and, do it. I mean, have you heard stories? I've heard stories. Oh, you well, I personally have heard stories, but you just watch the evening news sometimes. These horror stories of like abuse going on in these daycare centers. It's horrible. Yeah, and then and then on top of that, they weaponize the uh the CPS, right? Yep. And and then they take the kids away that way and they yep. put them with a complete stranger. You and know, once you get messed mixed up with that, you, you they'll never leave you alone either. Yeah, even they, if you're innocent. They want they want to get the kids, and I don't think the people that are involved in the actual on that level they don't understand the overall goal. But the system has been put in place to pull yeah. the kids away from the parents to break. And it I hate I them. hate to I hate to break it to people, but a lot of the times those institutions play right into the human trafficking and the child molestation stuff too. Yes, yes. A lot of people don't know that. So sick. Let's go a little, let's get into this. Okay. So we, we were teaching kids back in school, back in the day. So we did the anti-capitalism type thing. I, I went through this. Uh, when I went through school, we had this, this course called government geography. So we learned where every country and its capital and things like that. And then, uh, and then we'd also learn about their forms of government, man, they, they made communism sound so great. Didn't they? 
Yeah. It's great. Yeah, you're just, you're going to do what you like to do. You like to draw pictures? Well, <laughs> you know, we know it doesn't pay well here in America, but you go to one of these countries and you draw some pictures there and that, because that's what you're good at, then, you know, you're going to get the same pay as everyone else. So you can just do what you like to do. And if you're not working, you're still going to, you know, come on. Still going to get paid the same. Right. Yeah. And, and then, you know, come to find out later, no, communist countries, they say, hey, you're good at being a doctor. And you're like, but I want to be a singer. Nope, you're going to be No, a not at all. Yeah. And they tell you, if you don't, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're, you don't have a choice, folks. Yeah, you know? so I think that's where it went. And, you know, maybe even starting in the 70s, I, I can't remember back in the 70s. I was a little kid back then. But throughout the 80s, I remember that in school they were teaching us uh, yeah, we, we still had the like duck and cover. I wish I had a clip of that. We had that in first grade. So that yeah. would be about 1990 for me, I think. Yeah, they still had that. Yeah, duck and cover. Uh, we're still at war with the Russians. So communism was a little bit. Eh, I, I think really the wall had that. just come down when uh, my, one of my last classes did that. Yeah, the wall had just come down 89. Yeah, yeah, right around that time. So I don't know why they're still doing it. <laughs> like even when. Uh, you know, uh, the Soviets fell, but well, Americans have a short memory and that's by design with social media and stuff, short memory. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember we, they were, we were talking about socialism and Marxism and stuff in school and they were making it sound so good. And, it, you know, really they just spent very, very little time on our actual history and our way of governing. Right. And how it's supposed to work. And they wouldn't it, teach my, my generation wasn't taught how to balance a checkbook. And how to so, do financial stuff at all. That was phasing out when I went through high school. It was kind of phasing out. By reason. There's a reason for that. Like yeah. You had to take, uh, I think my brother learned to balance a checkbook in home economics. Yep, he took that it. Was gone. That was gone when I when I was yeah, in he, Hats off to him. He took home ec to like meet the girls. Well, yeah. Know. And you would know how, how much uh, tax money to put aside, you know. Yeah. To, they, they taught all that. And it wasn't yeah. just about cooking and cleaning. It was about finances and taking care of just managing the household. Maybe we yeah. need that today. To We do severely. Because you know, for our government so they can balance the budget. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. It's, that, Mandatory yeah. classes for Pelosi and all. Now, actually, get her out of there. Get them. Let's uh, all new people, please. These aren't like lifelong uh, positions. They're not supposed to be. No, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of this. I think that there should be a max cap on public service period. Term limits. Yeah. You know, outside, outside of military, because you've got to have people with experience to take the ranks and stuff. Well, yeah, absolutely. But when but, it has civilian positions in government and things, yeah, yeah. we term them. I mean, back in the old days, you know, all of our, you know, uh, the people that went up to Congress and stuff like that, they had day jobs. They were lawyers. They were doctors. There were things like that. And this was a side gig that they did to serve. I am, to so, glad serve. I am so glad you're bringing this up because they were called statesmen. They yes. weren't politicians. They were statesmen. They would go back to their farms after they mm -hmm. served the public and they would have the private sector. They were statesmen. We should yes. go back to that. We, we do need to go back. And I think that yeah. you should, if you serve as a, a senator for three or for four, eight years, whatever you serve as a senator, and then, you say, oh, okay, I'm going to do this governor's race. I want to be a governor. And then, okay, I'm going to run for vice president. You know what? That should add up. And after so you many years. You do job, too. You know how all these yeah, people, right. they already are on the campaign trail, like halfway through their term yeah. for the next thing. Well, look Constantly at Stacey Abrams. Out. What does Stacey Abrams do other than run? 
run for That's not office. a job. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. That is Where does she get her money? Well, that's the you thing. Know, if you think about it, these people get paid so little. Uh, you're make. How are they making their money? It's like you're 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 question. losing more money to get the position. You know, you're spending more money to get the position than what you're going to actually make. You know what I mean? When you're in the position. And, and then they and they come out smelling like roses as millionaires on the or billionaires. There's a reason for that too, because yep. they're in someone's pocket. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Jason, let's move. Jason, we have a system based on bribery yeah that's it it's a I, I you scratch my back i'll scratch yours and that's why i call i call our current system right now it's a huge money laundering uh, scheme is what it is it's, it's money it's, laundering it's based on dishonesty and bribery yeah that's it that's it and it's it's blatantly obvious now it's just people because of the education system or lack thereof <laughs> and yeah or lack thereof because yeah. what i'm what i'm trying to point out here is the education system isn't designed to educate people anymore it's yeah. designed to indoctrinate which we all say that right but it's there is a Perfect. seed they're planting to yeah. get a certain citizen that they want to have go along to get along mm -hmm. it's not about making you a, a successful human being in this country it's about making you a voter block you're a cog in the machine mm -hmm. yep but yeah, let's let's move along. So we went from the uh, you know in our days when we were kids, they they kind of like were pushing the the anti-capitalism kind of thing. You know, I mean, in my day, they weren't really saying the capitalism was bad, but they were making these other things look good. You know, well, in my day, they were, they were trying to make the militias look bad because that, that was yeah. around the nineties. So. Well, at some point, and it actually started in the 60s uh, with the first Earth Day, they started pushing the environmental crap. Yeah. And and that wasn't, I mean, I remember me growing up in school, there was a big push on like the rainforests or getting cut down and acid rain, our faces going to melt off. <laughs> I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, they threw all this stuff in our face and we're, they're basically getting kids to gaslight their parents. I know. You know, uh, it's like it's oh, all about a carbon tax, dude. It's not yeah. about it's not about cleaning up the planet. It's about a carbon tax. That's it. Yeah, and you know, I think the the whole thing with the rainforest, um, that went away whenever people got Google Earth, because you can see that the rainforests are still there and they're it's abundant. Fine. They're yeah, abundant. just fine. Yeah, they yeah. even had Captain Planet. Do you ever watch that? I yeah, and the planeteers, the little rings and everything. Yeah, our rings combined. Let's be a cult. You know, let's yeah, be, let's be a cult. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, let's let's all get together, and then the devil comes out. You know, right, right. I preferred Swamp Thing because he was more of a horror character, but it was yeah, the same yeah. idea. The same idea. Yeah, but I mean, you could see it, it was in Hollywood too. The, there's many, all these different tentacles of the octopus are pushing the same agenda, and they work together in tandem. Now, don't get me wrong. We really shouldn't just, you know, put oil into the ocean and things like that. But no, what they're what they're not. proposing, though, like idiots like Al Gore and stuff, what they're proposing isn't going to save anything. It's to make the rich richer. That you know, with their carbon well, credits. My whole deal is now that I'm older and I look back at what I was taught in school. Yeah, it was not factually correct. It was a lie. Right. Like the food pyramid. It was a lie. Yeah, the food pyramid's a lie. The the rainforest being cut down is a lie. Uh, the acid rain's a lie. The killer bees yeah. from Africa are going to invade America. You remember that? That was in the seventies. Oh yeah, killer bees. Yeah, everything. They it's, never came, did they? I mean, they're, <laughs> that's not to say they they couldn't. 
but no, but no, but that was the, that was the fear for a while. Is that the killer bees from Africa are going to come and kill everyone here? They never yeah, no. yeah, and they, they even had that in the the, the movie. They made uh, movies about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the movie. Uh, what's the one with the with Macaulay Culkin? I think it might be his first. Oh, movie. my girl, my girl. Yeah, he got stung by all the bees. I think that wasn't put in there for a reason because the same yeah. time they were talking about killer bees. It was around there. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine, ninety. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff they put in that is predictive programming, basically. Yeah. Some things don't come to fruition like that, you know. We didn't get invaded by it. Well, well they had murder hornets a couple of years ago they were trying to peddle, remember? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, so, you know, now I'm getting into, like, the, back to the attack on the children. Well, when they started this environmental movement, now, now we have that generation that grew up with that. They don't want to have children or they want to wait to have children. Maybe only have one child and then get... You know, get their vasectomy or get their, you know, uh, get basically the carbon fit. footprint, right? Yeah, because of the carbon footprint, they've bought into it because they were taught that it was an agenda that was taught, it was factually incorrect, and it was for a goal that has been set for God knows how long this goal has been set for. But it's about it's about depopulation, you yeah. know, getting the people down to a an amount of people that we can actually handle. Because, a lot of, and for years that was considered science fiction or conspiracy theories too and now it's right in our face <laughs> with these oh, facts yeah. and, and i'll talk about the whole uh, abortion thing too because that was another thing too but that was about that was more of a racist thing it was getting the population of the undesirables from the eugenicists down yeah and that was from Margaret Sanger, which hillary uh, hillary clinton uh, hillary clinton i can't even say that hillary killery we'll go yeah, with killery that's what I'm, she praised Margaret Sanger in a speech. And I'm like, are you freaking serious? Do you know who this woman was? I think she, she does. Oh, yeah, she probably does. Hillary's the worst of the worst. <laughs> but I mean, they, but they've gone from, from the kind of like, okay, maybe don't have kids, maybe work your working life. So we started with, uh, okay, women got to work, which that's fine. I have no problem with that. I, I work with a lot of wonderful women. There. Yeah, and that's not against women really wanting to be empowered. It's just that wasn't the purpose. I just I just don't think that should be shoved down their throat. You know, some women want to do the family life thing. And there's some men that do the same thing too, that want to stay home and uh, yeah. take care of the kids. But I think one person needs to. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise- Not a stranger. Not a stranger. Right, exactly. Stranger danger. Oh, but, yeah, right. So, so they so they move into okay, uh, they move into the environmental thing, and then now we have uh, people not having as many kids, and they're waiting longer. Maybe they can't have kids now because whatever happened, maybe the industry they work in they become sterile. You know, right. You know, who knows why? But the but we don't. Used we're to, only the norm, huh? the norm used to be between five and eight kids. Yeah. Now it's yeah, two and a half. Two and a half kids. And, and yeah. one dog, right? Right. Not yeah. even that. Yeah, two, one dog. Two cars. That's the half kid. Yeah. But you know what? That wasn't good enough for him. That wasn't good enough for him to, to get people slow down reproduction, right? Yeah. Now they're trying to like sterilize kids with the LGBT thing. Well, they are. <laughs> they they absolutely are. And, oh, yeah. and I'm not going to speak bad about anybody that's LGBTQ, whatever. I'm not oh, going to yeah. speak bad. If you're it's not that. Yeah, you're an adult. You make your decision. I'm not going to think any any more or less of you. You know, we can hate the sin, but love the sinner. Right. Right. But the thing is, children, seriously, you're making you're, you're having children. You're gaslighting children into making a decision that affects the rest of their life permanently. 
before they even hit puberty. And you know what? I'm going to bring this up real quick. Sure. I got a list here. I'm not going to just read it. Am I on the list? I did a little, I did a little list here of things that a minor cannot do. Right. So right now, a minor cannot get their ears pierced without their parents' permission, right? Yep. They can't get a tattoo. They can't buy alcohol or tobacco. They can't drive. They can't sign a contract. Right. They can't enter an adult establishment alone. Some states will let you come into like a bar with your kids, but the kids can't go in there by themselves, right? Um, you can't buy pornographic materials like a Playboy, Makes right? Yep. You And even in the, the video stores, if you got the adult room, they, they always have the, the, the well, if they didn't have video stores anymore. We don't anymore, but back in the day for uh, old older folks like myself, they used to have a black curtain. That would be in the back. Yeah. And if yeah. you ever noticed the, the, the cash out place where you would pay was always within eyesight of that door. Exactly. Always. I've, I've noticed it in every video store I've ever been in because that was a big thing. You know, you it can't. It was, but you know what? I think that the internet negates all that because now five-year-olds and a most hardcore stuff that you and I didn't even mm -hmm. know existed when we were kids. Oh, I'm going to talk about that. I'm okay. All right. I'm saying it's gotten so far. Yeah, I'm telling you. Chris, you're reading my mind tonight, and we didn't even rehearse this or nothing. This is just I gave you. I think it's going well. <laughs> yeah, great. All right, so they can't. Uh, they can't. That was the next. They can't thing. legally reading, do anything. You're reading my mind. You're reading my mind, brother. They so can't the legally do any of these things, and then you, no. then you enter into uh, you know the drag shows and things. You're, right? you're getting ahead of me, man. All right, all right. <laughs> so the next thing on my list is they can't make accounts on certain online sites, and I got a story about this. And so my stepson, um, when he came to live with us, he he had a way of like manipulating people in school to give him devices that he can get online with. Wow. And he had a problem with going on porn sites. So we we busted him getting on my computer. Actually, no, he never did it on my computer. He did it on, on my mom or on mom, my mom, mom's laptop, which is my wife. Right. Got went on uh web websites, got viruses on her stuff. I had to reinstall the whole computer. My daughter's phone, his iPod, again on the wife's laptop, got her a new tablet on her tablet, constantly doing this stuff. And I'm like, how is he doing this? So we, we put passwords on everything. So then he started getting devices from school. It's like, how were, and, and we would shut, I had the Wi-Fi locked up solid where I had to know the Mac address. Yeah. But he would like get like cell service or the neighbor's Wi-Fi. I don't know how he was doing it, but he would find a way on. These kids are smart. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, what what made me wise to how he was doing this was one day we get a present in the mail from my dad for, for my stepson. And it, it had a card and everything said happy birthday. And he bought him something. And I'm like, what? His birthday was like four months ago. Well, it's because he was going on and creating these accounts. And all they do is say, when were you born? No verification. <laughs> yeah. So the the whole, you, you know, you're not supposed to be able to make an account on certain websites with lewd stuff, right? Right. But all they got to do is lie. You know, <laughs> you know. When were you born? You know, you, oh. are you this are you this age or exit now? It's like, yeah, you know, that's, that's just, that's just yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, well, let me continue on. That was the story right. I had on that. So they can't. They can't buy a gun, right? They can't go on a field trip. And this is kind of important. You can't go on a field trip without a parental consent form. Right. So I can't go to the zoo with my school unless my parents sign off on it. 
Right. Like, how innocent is that going to the zoo? Hey, Crazy. I remember I had to get it too. Yeah. They can't get a credit card. Um, nowadays, Until they're 18 and then they trap you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not even yeah nowadays, you can't even go outside without adult supervision in a, in a sumo bubble suit because the world's so dangerous, right? Yeah, the boy in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. And then the biggest one, they can't make medical decisions on their own. Their parents have to sign off. So that leads us to this. Why can they make a choice to take puberty blockers through the school without parents' knowledge in some states? And why are they going to drag queen shows without parents' knowledge? I thought we had to have a signed-off permission to go on a field trip. Even in the zoo. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you think it's not by design, you're kidding yourself. It's but, certain yeah. things that get exceptions to the rules. And like I said, I'm not bagging on drag queens. I'm not bagging on... A lot on of those... A lot of, a, lot of the, for a lot of those people will say that we have nothing to do with this. This is an agenda that's being pushed beyond them, even. A lot so of these people... Are, a different set of rules? Why do those activities... No, but what I'm saying is a lot of these LGBTQ whatever people mm -hmm. have come out and said, like, we're not doing it. And like the other ones that they'll get, like prisoners and stuff that are, and they'll offer oh, them, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. they'll offer them early parole to go and do a drag show in front of children. And because yeah. regular, uh, the regular folks are like, we would, we, we don't we want to deal with adults like uh, our own, you know, age and stuff. So they're being dragged into this crap too. Right. Right. And, and there's groups out there that, that want to live that lifestyle. You know, that's how they identify. They don't want to do anything to They're children. Not, they have no yeah. part of it. Right. Right. And the thing is that the whole thing comes through the school. The right. schools are evil. The schools, they're not teaching your children what they need to survive and, and thrive. Right. They're teaching they're, them how to be prisoners. Mm -hmm. uh, a convenient voting block and also depopulation agenda. I'm telling yeah. you right now, because when they start taking these puberty blockers, they start getting these surgeries and things like that. This can yeah. alter their re reproductibility for the rest of their life. And what about regular kids that, that don't get and Oh, they get gaslighted. You have, no, but you what have I'm to saying is they're doing something to like the, our food supply. I don't mean to go off That's top, a whole different episode. What I'm saying is it's bringing down the levels of estrogen and testosterone and on regular kids. And That's another food. way they're doing yeah. they're attacking the kids. Yeah, we got a whole episode coming up on that one. About but food. it all works hand in hand. Like they coming from all angles. Crap, we've, we're almost an hour in the shoot already. We don't have anybody following us, right? No one's following us. We run long. No. No, I don't okay. have anything. I don't think Tiger's doing anything. All right. So I, that's my whole spiel on the school. Um, yeah. If you want to keep going, we'll, we'll save the Hollywood thing for a, a different. No, let's stuff. let's move on to that. You know, I'll just we'll briefly touch over some of the other parts. Yeah, of yeah, this yeah. Multi-pronged attack on children. Um, we, of course, got the abortion. I think we we touched on that. The abortion. Uh, and I do want to bring up this article just to, to yeah, show. Yeah. Lori Light shared this. And. This is just crazy, crazy. The, the mask has come off. It what has come it? off. She shared this in David's chat early, early on. First religious abortion clinic. Satanic temple to open the world's first religious abortion clinic offering abortion rituals. Is that the place this, in Salem, by the way? Uh, I didn't even read where it was Satanic from. Satanic temple, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's Salem, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm just going to highlight a couple things. So this is not about women's rights. This is a satanic ritual. Right. And it's about death. It's about death and, and destruction and cur uh, you know, getting rid of the human population. 
So according to TST, which is, uh, I forgot what TST stands for, the, the satanic temple. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to TST Health, the ritual involves spoken words exclusively and includes recite, includes reciting the third tenet of the satanic temple. Right. So it's basically, oh, it's, a, it's a religious, you know, thing. Yeah. It's not about women's health rights. It's not. It's evil. It will also prescribe abortion pills for ninety dollars. Okay. Yeah, and and here's the thing: you're gonna okay, they're gonna pro provide these uh, abortion pills, and they're gonna be discreetly mailed to them. Okay, and it's they have to be delivered to a New Mexico address due to state law. So they're basically <laughs> around the abortion <laughs> laws in other states. So hey. I got a friend that has this address and I, I can mail it to that person in that state. And then they could just mail them to you. It sounds so sketchy. <laughs> it is, but it's wow. not about women's health rights. It's no. not about like, Oh, I was raped. Cause yeah, I feel bad. If somebody was raped, that's a crime. It's yes. A crime, and you know, there's always adoption and things like that. There's, that there's also times when the mother might die and you have to make a choice, but that's like less than half of a percent of abortions. Abortions are on demand when I want it. That's what they want. That's what they push. And they lie and say, oh, you you don't want women to have uh, their health rights or choices. But what about the baby's choice? Yeah. It's the most helpless human being in the world is in the womb. I yeah. can't think of a more sinister attack from a stupid enemy that, mm, I just get so mad. No, no, I hear you. Jason, you're right. Cheap. I... It's a cheap blow. Yeah. You're, not, you're not a fighter or a warrior for any kind of rights if you're going to take out a child that can't defend itself. That's right. a coward. Yeah. Anyway, right. let's let's go. Yeah, on. yeah. Let's move on. Let's move okay. On. I, I mean, and then you, your I'm, rights would be upset. I, 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 it's horrible. People. Well, are I have grandchildren, and no, I know. But even if you were, didn't, I don't have any children. I think it's horrible myself. You know. Well, they all were pushed to get abortions. Oh. And, you know, right. now the people that push for the abortion has changed their mind. Right. They're happy to have those children. But yeah. you know what? Would you put a gun in that child's face now and shoot, you know, pull the trigger? No. Because that's what you were going to do whenever you wanted her to get abortion, you know? I understand. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get into your your forte. Um, I want to get into like, so we, we, we've seen that the schools are indoctrinating. Um, they're trying to curb population and stuff with the you know and attack the children through abortion and things like that but let's talk about hollywood for a minute because that's a big one that's that's another way that when they're not in the school and they're latchkey kids they come home and they're watching tv and now they're up in the room on their devices so even if mom and dad's home they're still watching their disney plus or whatever right <laughs> right, right. So, so tell me what you know about the hollywood scene and the agenda there to corrupt the kids well that goes back quite a ways um it goes back even like in the 70s and 80s, they were putting like sexual uh, things like hidden in the background of cartoons. Talking about Disney? Yes. Like yeah. the Lion King, putting like sex mm -hmm. in the background, like a subliminal thing, putting genitalia in the Little Mermaid, like the underground king, water kingdoms, all that stuff. Even Roger Rabbit, there's some stuff in there. I won't go into exactly what it is, but it's, you know, not. I didn't know about the Roger Rabbit thing. That's interesting. Yeah, well, Jessica Rabbit. We'll just put put it there. Oh yeah, she was way too hot for kids to be watching. Well, she was even hotter if you had a a zoom button and a pause button on your VCR. Let's just put it that way. 
Anyway, it, it's stuff that they try to get away with it by saying, oh, it's just the animators are just bored, you know, and they figured that the technology would never get to the point where people would be able to pause a certain cells or frames or whatever. So they're like, ha, 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 it was just a joke, but was it? I mean, there's a lot of, uh, even the Lion King, Bill Cooper, uh, point did a whole series uh, on his show, The Hour of the Time, about well, uh, the message that was in The Lion King. Wasn't one of the uh, the Disney uh, people? They they came out and said that yeah, I was putting this stuff in there and they didn't stop me, so I just kept doing it. You know, I didn't personally hear about that one, but it doesn't shock me because there were actually a couple of scandals with uh, some directors that they had to deal with, like the movie Powder. I don't know if you remember that. It's about the the guy that was like uh, paint. He was kind of like blue. He had a shade of blue and he was bald and he had like telepathic powers or whatever. Anyway, the person that directed that film was uh, a pedophile. So hmm, Interesting. Yeah, so they kind of had like a little scandal going on there for a second. And you know how uh, Disney is powerful. Um, they were able to kind of smooth things over. But there were other examples throughout the years with Disney, like regular movies and things, that they would deal with uh, filmmakers that, you know, had either allegations or actually went to jail for pedophilia. So, you know, Disney's not as, uh, you know, innocent as people might think. Um, that's one thing. And then you got, you have the child uh, actors and things throughout the years that would be abused in Hollywood. Um, like Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Yeah, I want to talk about Corey Feldman because he came out big time. And that pretty much, you know, they tried to end his career, but he started doing his own thing on the side. And doing yeah. their what was the vampire movies? I forget what they were. The Lost called. Boys. Yeah, the Lost Boys and stuff. But he was what was his first gig? Was it the Goonies? It was Friday the Thirteenth, Four and Five, and the Goonies, and uh, the one he did with uh, Corey Haim, License to Drive. Oh yeah, that was a great flick. But I mean, yeah. even the Goonies, what One-Eyed Willie? Come on, we know what that <laughs> One-Eyed Willie is, right? I actually am so I'm actually innocent with that. When you just said it now, like I wasn't even thinking of that, but. It, it makes sense, unfortunately. Yeah, the Goonies. Yeah. And then yeah. you had people like Heather O'Rourke. She was a, uh, a young actress that died in a very questionable way. Um, she had an infection um, in a very unfortunate place, which a lot of people pointed to could have been allegedly could have been uh, because of a sexual assault. And she was very, very young. And that's a sad story, too. Well, so stepping stepping away from that, we know that that's happened in Hollywood. We've seen the whole Epstein thing. Uh, the, the You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, uh, but when they when they put these things in outside of the abuse that happens behind the curtain, right? Um, the stuff that's going on that in they, front of the camera that after it. I mean, you know, they do how much editing they have to figure out what to cut their review. They watch the thing probably a hundred times before it's right. released. Right. Yeah. So when this stuff comes out, they know every second of that video. Yeah. Um, what do you think that's doing to our youth? I mean, let's look at uh, the, the Disney kids was it Britney Spears was one, right? Yeah, Mickey Mouse club. Kids. Yeah, the Mickey yeah. Mouse club. They, they prop those people up. And then uh, Molly Cyrus is a big one. My kids used to watch that. Uh, Anna Montana. Or, oh, yeah, Mike Hurley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one, whichever one it was. Anna Montana but, was Miley Cyrus, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they, they they just idolized her, 
And all of a sudden she comes out and does all this lewd stuff. I remember she that. She's yeah. a certain age, you know, and then Britney Spears the same way. Like all these these kid actors that they they get, these kids get attached to them because they're impressionable. Yeah. And then they, they flip. At one point they flip. It's like they went through a ritual and they become some evil, you know, sex symbol. They do, and then the yeah. kids continue to follow that because that's their hero. So role model. Is that by design, do you think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, look at the boy bands, you know, all that, all that imagery, like with Justin Timberlake and all them. Yeah. And then yeah. you find out that the people that were in charge of these boy bands were child predators themselves that were actually, you know, preying on the the guys in the bands, like InSync and Backstreet Boys and all that. You find out you got this big fat guy that was, uh, I think it was with InSync. He was, uh, he was assaulting a couple of them, you know? I had, I did not know that. I wasn't a big NSYNC fan. So I didn't oh, no, know. I wasn't either, but it was a big scandal at one point. And that's, it was like, oh my God, you know? And then, of course, you have with rock and roll and rap, you like a lot of the rap stars have like these Illuminati signs that they're doing at the Super Bowl. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that so much. Uh, that's supposed like, to be subliminal, but not any, not so much anymore. Now they're just doing it during the halftime show, like right in your face. Yeah. You know? It, that has an effect. I mean, we there is a thing like uh, trauma-based mind control and my MK Ultra stuff. So I'm sure it's an offshoot of some of that that type of programming, you know, on a massive scale. You know. Oh yeah, I think I think that the definitely that's that's part of the attack on the children is through their edu uh, not, not their education and their entertainment, right? And that pretty much consumes their entire 24-hour day, right? It's pretty much, yeah. And, and the horrible uh, diets and sugar. Well, yeah. and, and you know what? That's what I want to get back to. So with the diets and the sugar, and, you know, the IQ has been lowered, I believe, the average IQ. Uh, Corn they, syrup. And, and then you have uh, bouncing off the walls and, and doctors overdiagnose. So now we got this other problem, which is the medical, the SSRIs, the overprescription. Of, of things and if we look at these school shootings we can always trace it back to these kids were on some kind of medication for something they were diagnosed with now who knows if something was really wrong with them Mike or just sometimes naturally people get sad and there's a reason for it and you don't need a pill well sometimes, I'll tell you this sometimes it could be an imbalance but most of the time I, I guarantee it's probably not with an imbalance both my stepdaughters went through their their tween age years right where they they wrote a note or got a note or they got a text or whatever. And it's, it's even worse now with the, the digital age because they're talking back and forth and people break each other's hearts. And, and that stuff's forever. Yeah. And, you know, they just want to die. They, they're all sad. They cut themselves. They want to go to school. And, and Online bullying is even worse than what bullying was when I was. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can't escape it. I mean, it's forever. And, and it's forever. forever. I've tried to take the devices away, but these kids will just poop one out. I don't know. They just poop out of an iPod from somewhere. I don't know where. And I turn my Wi-Fi off. There's, There's still a tree out back. You remember the money tree? Yeah. It's, it's the iPod tree or the cell phone tree. Yeah. But the thing is that they, they all of a sudden, you know, we've all been through it as teenagers. You know, the, the girlfriend breaks up with you yeah. and it breaks your heart. And you know, I want to kill myself. That's and, natural to feel bad. Yeah. But it's don't... called growing up. <laughs> right. Right. But this. But that, yeah. nowadays they say that and then, oh, you know, five there's alarm a, fire. There's a pill. There's a, yeah. there's a pill. And that's what happened. So my daughters, both of them were prescribed um, different type of SSRIs. This is before we got them. They were still living with their grandparents. 
Yeah. And they were all these damn pills when they came to live with us. And that's that's a very delicate balance to keep. You, yeah. you can't take them late. You can't take them early. You can't miss right. one. They start freaking out. If they miss one, they freak out. They won't take the next one because you're trying to freaking harm them. But guess what happens? If you Let's say you're taking something for depression or yeah. suicidal thoughts or whatever, right? If you don't actually have that whatever condition they that they said you have, and you take that medication, it causes depression and suicidal thoughts. Right. So this medication they were taking was making them freaking crazy, you know, or depressed or whatever. It's like, when people what got the, it's like when people got the jab, they would end up getting COVID two or three times anyway. Yeah. It's like, what? It's, I mean, it's, it's a real thing though. Like you cannot just prescribe and they do it for the money. They do it for the insurance. It's an insurance racket. Yeah. But they're they're using the kids because they always use the kids, just like with gun control. We we just had these couple shootings in California, and it involved older people of Asian descent. Right. And the first thing I heard was, "We have to protect our children." I'm like, "Well, what child got shot in a club <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning?" Yeah. By an old, you know, Chinese guy. They always use the children, but they're going to use the children so that they always use the children to, to pull at your heartstrings and you got to protect your child. You know, sometimes tough love is a good thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Joe broke up with you. Tell Joe to go screw himself and find another boyfriend or maybe you don't have a boyfriend. Maybe focus on your artwork. Maybe focus on dancing. Maybe focus on ice skating. You know? Focus on being a kid. You but know? you know what? We don't have that anymore because they have broken up the nu nuclear family and the yeah. parents aren't in tune with what interests their children. Right. It's all works together. Everything works together to remove the children and then program them into what they need them to be, which is a voter block mostly. And also don't have any babies. Don't right. have any babies and gaslight your parents, gaslight each other. Then, and then know, put your parents in an old folks home and not, you know, no, never go see them, you know, cause throw them away too. You know? Yeah. Everyone's thrown away. In the, ugh. <laughs> it's, like, it's hard to have well, hope Jason. What can you tell the people? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I just wanted to point out that, you know, this is the first of many episodes they're going to do, which is going to talk about each of these these battle fronts, because this is a war with multiple fronts. Yeah. And guess who's not fighting it in this war? The people who want to win the war are getting us to fight with each other on these fronts. It's a divide and conquer uh, strategy. It's worked for, you know, millennia. So yeah. they just create an issue. They create an issue out there. They offer a controversial solution. And then they get people bickering about it. These Make are these uh, one-issue voters. Now, now you've taken out a portion of the population that's busy yeah. with this. Then you're going to do it with gun control. You're going to do it with uh, the schools. You're going to do it with the drag queen story hour. You're going to do it with abortion. And everyone's busy fighting amongst themselves. And the rest of us who aren't fighting about it are just trying to go to work and earn a dollar to pay yeah. for the ruined economic system we and have. Live paycheck to paycheck and barely right. scrape by. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you know, All then by, design. by, by the time design. it's done, we're going to be so tuckered out that they're just going to walk in and say, oh, you know what? Here's your solution. CBDC, 15 right. minute cities. You don't need a car. You don't need this. You don't need that. You know, oh, that looks great. Here's your, so neural link. Here's your neural link. You don't have to think yeah. about anything. Anymore. Here's your neural link. Take your mark. Take your mark because, you know, we got to know if you go outside your 15 minute zone you know right, uh, right. you can't buy anything without this mark but we're gonna we're gonna see where you're going so we'll tell you when you've reached your carbon credits or if you've gone outside your zone i mean walking too far you expel too much carbon because you're breathing hard <laughs> right right you know that that's what it's coming down to brother i know i know 
<laughs> and it's it, it all starts off with getting the population to be conditioned, which is why I started off with the education and the children, because that's how they've got us to this point. Wear your mask. That was conditioning. Yeah. Wear your mask. Oh, Where absolutely. So anyway, uh, let's get up out of here. We're, we're past yeah. an hour. Um, uh, final thoughts on any of the topics? Um, it's all disgusting and something that needs to be done about it. I just don't know what. Maybe doing shows like this to raise awareness is the first step. And I'm glad, I'm honored that you had me on the show and uh, look forward to many more. All right. Well, hey, Chris, I want to thank you for being on, man. I always love having you on. I love being on your show. We always have a great yeah. time. Um, so let's let's go back. Uh, let's see where people can find you. You do digging Chris Graves, among other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyone that wants to uh, look into what I do, uh, you can go to Ocelli.com, get mad with Chris Graves. And uh, the other thing was my Twitter handle at CG mask guy, G U Y. And that's all you really need to know, I guess. <laughs> right here. So I'll throw this in and I didn't know this. Oh yeah. I got a, the link tree has everything. Yeah. That's I will cool. add this to our website, by the way, brother. So oh, thank uh, you. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, Billy Ray Valentine has one of these, I believe, and then Angry Tiger has one. I'm gonna add it to yours because yeah, right six, now, on, yeah, six put that together for me. Yeah. yeah, on Nights of the Storm, if you go here to our website, it's awesome. I've only got you on the Twitter, right? I do have under the schedule, I do have your Ocelli on Sundays, right? Yeah, so, that's actually actually for people that, that care at all. <laughs> um, um, starting next week on the 6th, I'll be doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 p.m. Oh, Eastern, nice. Eastern Standard Time, and it's more of a real show now. So, Okay, well, hey, shoot me that info in an email, and I will add it to our website because I want people to know where they can go when they have time to hey, come check you. this out. Thank you, Jason. Um, but, yeah, you, you get your link tree right here. So I, I would push the Twitter handle because the yeah. link tree will give you where you can find Chris. And everything. Yeah. yeah. Donation stuff, everything. Yep. Oh, yeah, you do the new prisoners, too. That I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that's on Thursdays at 10 a.m. It's a live stream. I, I'm just a contributor. Nice, nice. But thank you for having me on, Jason. And uh, where can people find you? Uh, they, they can find me on Twitter. For my, oh. my BS, where can we uh, Where can we see Look, you? I'll, I'll tell you, just go to uh, go to Knights of the Storm, thenightsofthestorm.com or Knights OTS, which is the same as our Twitter, Twitter handle. And you'll see that we have our show, Knights of the Storm. And then Angry and I both have our own little side and hustles. The storm is at what on Saturday morning? 10 o'clock a.m. Saturday mornings, Eastern time. There you go. Be, be there, there. Be there. Or be there. Right. Be there. <laughs> this is fun. All right. All right, brother. Well, I guess that's going to do it for us tonight. I'm so glad you came on with me. Me um, too. I can't believe you were reading my mind, like literally in the order of my talking points. You were well, when you've you been researching it. all this uh, nonsense for so long, I guess it's just second nature, unfortunately. But yeah, um, <laughs> you know what? You were just taking it out just like that. All right, and then even this boom, dropping bombs, dropping bunker busters of truth. <laughs> all right, so that's gonna do it for us tonight. Uh, remember to hold your ground. Watch for the enemy. Continue to, continue to improve your foxhole and always look out for one another. Until next time. You've been watching The Foxhole with Jason Barker.